The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Welcome to the Ask Harry podcast. This is Harry Margolis, and this is the podcast where we interview experts on all aspects of estate planning. In this episode of Ask Harry, Harry continues his conversation with Diane Savastano, founder and principal of Health Assist, on the subject of Medicare. So, so let's talk about Medigap insurance because, um, as, as uh, I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of co-payments and deductibles even in the Medicare program, right? So um, it, let's. We talked about Part A. Yeah. Um, part A has a. If you happen to be hospitalized, um, Part A would have a deductible of approximately uh, fourteen hundred and fifty dollars that you'd have to pay um, per benefit period, and there could be multiple benefit periods in the course of a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have that deductible you would have to pay. And then Medicare kicks in and pays a good chunk of your hospitalization, but there's some components that it doesn't pay all of. Um, and then um, Medicare Part B, on average, Medicare pays for approximately 80% of health care costs. So when you were asking earlier about um, do you have any co-pays, well, you don't have upfront co-pays, but you would have co-insurance amounts. Mm-hmm. So if something costs you know, $500 and Medicare paid 80% of that, you'd be responsible for the other 20% mm-hmm. of, of Medicare rates. Mm-hmm. Um, so we um, highly suggest, if you can afford it, that if you are going to um, choose A and B, that you may purchase a supplement plan. Now, the good news about the supplement plans is that they're all federally regulated. So no matter what company you purchase them from, and there are 10 companies in Massachusetts that offer them, uh, and they offer two um, types. Um, they offer something called core, and then they offer uh, something called supplement one. That's new in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. It used to be just, excuse me. Supplement 1A, it used to be just Supplement 1. Oh, okay. Uh, So they made a little change in 2020, and I I can explain what that change is. Um, But if you purchase one of these plans, and I can describe the difference between the two, but the bottom line is the way that it works, is Medicare would pay initially their 80%, -hmm. and then your supplemental carrier would pay balances. And depending on the plan you choose determines how much of the balance they would Mm -hmm. play. They would pay. Um, the higher level, Supplement 1A, I call that the Cadillac of coverage okay. because um, they basically pay everything else except for a $198 outpatient Part B deductible. Okay. So if you had a year where you had the unfortunate circumstance of being quite ill and you had thousands of dollars uh, worth of health care costs, you could expect that for your inpatient and outpatient care, in addition to your premium um, for Part B and your supplemental plan, um, that you would pay $198, and that's it. Okay. So, so what's, what, what was the change they made this year? So the change that they made this year is supplement, regular supplement one, used to pay that $198 deductible as well. Mm-hmm. And there was a federal regulation that changed effective mm-hmm. 2020 that no supplement plans can cover that $198 mm. deductible. And so in other states, um, we're a little bit different in Massachusetts. We have, you know, core and supplement one and now 1A. In other states, there were plans like A through F. Oh, so um, it's even more complicated. It's more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so supplement 
1A now corresponds to Plan G in <laughs> other states. Um, so that was the change. Uh, the lower level plan, the core plan, um, also does not pay that $198 outpatient Part B deductible, but it also does not pay for that approximately $1,400 inpatient deductible. Mm-hmm. And it um, doesn't pay um, a co-insurance amounts for days 20 through 100 if you happen to be in a skilled nursing facility. Mm-hmm. So it's a little less expensive. Yeah. Um, these plans, uh, the right now, uh, 1A is approximately $175 a month. Um, and uh, core plan is approximately $100 a month. And prices varies by mm-hmm. prices vary by company, even though it's the same exact plans. Uh-huh. Um, but um, but my, my what I what I was thinking about is so ultimately, uh, well, two things. One, in the, the the Medicare Advantage plans, do they cover the Medigap? Insurance? So it's it's not apples to apples. No. So okay. if you have a Medicare Advantage plan, you're not allowed to buy a Medigap plan. Well, you're not. That's okay. it. Okay. What you have with a Medicare Advantage plan is you do have an out-of-pocket maximum. Mm-hmm. Again, similar to your employer-sponsored plans. So if you, um, and the plans vary, and again, the way that you figure out the best plan for you is through the algorithm on the Medicare website, because you also have to put in your prescription drugs and you have to calculate that because you still have out-of-pocket costs. The the prescription drug component of Medicare Advantage plans works almost exactly like if you were buying a Part D plan where there may be a deductible and then you have certain co-pays and co-insurances and the, the gap is all the same. Mm-hmm. So, um, so therefore, it, so if you have um, a plan, a Medicare Advantage plan, there is also an out-of-pocket maximum. And I've seen them range anywhere from, you know, $3,200 to $10,000. Mm-hmm. And you might have a separate out-of-pocket maximum for outpatient care, uh-huh. excuse me, for out-of-network care. So you could care. still have some pretty high out-of-pocket costs. You could, but they're capped, Yeah. right? So um, so, if, so if you were to reach that out-of-pocket maximum, the plan would kick in and pay at 100%. So, um, so therefore, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have, a, you know, if, again, your scenario of having tremendous costs, you could be capped at $10,000, uh, $10,000 here, but here, you know, um, you would, um, you're not paying as much in premiums, perhaps you, well, you would not be paying as much out of pocket, right? right. Because it, again, if you've got a gap plan that has paid after you paid $198 uh, in the year, you're not paying that extra $10,000. Right. So when you look at them, I, I always like to look at, well, what's the maximum potential I could potentially pay out? Mm-hmm. And when you do that comparison to A, B, and a Medigap plan, um, you know, hopefully someone doesn't get so sick that they right. need to pay out that money. Be a lot better if you could look back for the prior year and then decide. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> I mean, we certainly want to know uh, how, you know, we want to know generally how much care you access. We also ask people about if they have any planned events coming up mm-hmm. because people uh-huh. will say, well, so, I'm having my hip replaced. Right. So you know there's going to be a hospitalization. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Um, or, uh, or even outpatient surgery. So taking those things into consideration um, leads you in one direction over another. Interesting. Certainly hadn't thought of that. So ultimately you could have several insurance policies. You can have your Medicare and your um, your Part D and your uh, Medigap, and they could be in the Medigap and the Part D could be with different insurance companies. 
That's right. And they, they often, they often are. Yes. And you, so uh, going back to the signing up for part D. Mm-hmm. So, so first of all, you have to go to medicare.gov, not socialsecurity.gov, right? So to sign up for D. Right. So you sign up for A and B at socialsecurity.gov and then you go to medicare.gov to sign up for, um, for the, uh, for the Medicare part D drug insurance. You can do it that way, or if you've done the analysis, on the, you definitely want to go to the Medicare website to do the analysis. Right. You can go directly to the identified appropriate insurance company to sign up for the Part D plan, or you can do it through Medicare. So you can do it, you can do it either way, through, mm-hmm. through the Medicare site or through the drug company site. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and, uh, and then you, you definitely have to go to the drug company site to, to sign up for the Medigap insurance. Uh, not the drug company site. So, so you go to the private insurance company private insurance that's offering any, the, right. the Medigap plan yeah. in order which, to sign which up may for that or may, Which may or may not be the same insurance company. That's right. So I usually say um, you've got A, B, D, and Medigap. Yeah. Or Medicare Advantage. Mm-hmm. So that's simpler in some ways, Medicare Advantage, because just one. Well, let me just... Take a step back. You have to have already enrolled in Medicare A and B before you can enroll in a a Medicare Advantage plan. Um, And once you're enrolled, you're done with with Medicare. The enrollments are actually very simple, which is very Mm -hmm. nice. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, once you get through your A and B enrollment, if you've, you know, if they're together, it's easy. You do it online. If they're decoupled, you know, you've got a little bit more complexity there. Um, But once you identify the appropriate Medigap plan, you can go directly to their website and you do it all online. You just have to already have your Medicare number and your effective dates for Part A and B. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, your Social Security number and your date of birth, all of that. Um, and then also with the Medigap carriers, you can do all of that online. So that part is all pretty easy once the decisions have been mm-hmm. made. So what happens? So you, you signed up for Medicare Part D, and it's based on what medications you're taking now. But, of course, those can change any time, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens when they change during the year? So, um, you know, you can only make a decision based on what you know today. Yeah. Um, and so um, I would say that all of the drug companies cover all of the generic meds. Mm-hmm. So I don't worry so much about that. I think mid-year, in the event that you had a medication that the particular plan did not cover at all, unfortunately, you can't make a change at that point. You can only make a change during open enrollment season. However, that being said, I have had circumstances where people have um, required these pretty expensive medications. Um, I would say it's, um, you know, you have a chance of maybe getting the company to cover that medication on it, through an appeal process mm-hmm. to say, you know, when I enrolled in your plan, I was not on this medication. It's been prescribed for me. It's necessary. You get some medical documentation to that effect. And some of the carriers have made exceptions. They might cut cover it at a pretty high tier level. Um, so, um, you know, it might still be a $75 copay if you've met your deductible, or it could be um, that they'll cover, you know, percentage of it. So 50% of the cost. Um, you know, it's, uh, and I do have clients who have very, very, very expensive medications. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the full cost of um, some medications, some that are you know, we hear about them all the time. They're advertised something like Xarelto. You know, the full cost of that medication is over $400. Mm-hmm. Um, and so imagine that's accruing towards that coverage gap, yeah. right? Um, and uh, you still have to meet your deductible. 
Uh, so you might end up in catastrophic coverage if you've got another medication that also is equally expensive. Some of the, um, which is so sad, but some of mm -hmm. the um, insulin medication, you know, the insulin mm -hmm. for people with uh, diabetes are phenomenal. It's gone way expensive. up, I've heard, yes. recently for, I don't know why, but yeah, except that they can get it. Yeah, that's another whole podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so... Um, so I did an analysis recently of a gentleman who even with, you know, he'll have A, B, Medigap, and D, but because of his medications, he still will pay about $300 a month mm -hmm. in outlays of co-pays and co-insurance amounts, depending on where he is in the gap and all of yeah. that, um, on average, about $300 a month for his medications. And so that's, um, that overwhelms people sometimes. Yeah. It's frightening. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Especially if you stop working or on a fixed income and, and this wasn't anticipated when you retired. Yeah, Yeah, and, and again, here's the devil in the details. You have to do that same analysis for those Medicare Advantage plans because, again, I think mm -hmm. the marketing says, oh, we include prescription drug coverage. What people don't realize is that it's structured exactly the same as the Part D. So, mm -hmm. again, subject to deductibles and subject to all those other rules about the accrual towards your coverage gap and catastrophic coverage and different coverage levels at different times of the year. Um, everyone gets shocked at the beginning of the year because all the deductibles are reset. Oh, yeah. So I highly recommend if you need any medications and you've met your deductible oh, that you hire, might do you it. Buy them at the end of the year. <laughs> exactly. And if they, you it's, can. It's by calendar year. Yes. Okay. Yes. So if, if I were to hire you to help me with all this stuff, how, how would that process work? So um, we have a short letter of agreement that our clients sign. Uh, generally, we're able to do all of this work over the phone. So we work with people all over the country mm -hmm. about all of this. Um, we have a standard uh email that we send you asking you lots of detailed information about your life <laughs> because we need to know it. Yeah. Um, but we also ask you about who else in your family might we need to consider mm -hmm. because um, you may have a spouse who's not turning 65 and you might still have dependent children. Mm -hmm. We run into that a lot. Yeah. So we end up um, making sure that everyone is taken care of while we're working with you on Medicare. We've got a plan for every other member of the family. Um, when we ask that you submit your information to us in advance of our first meeting. And during our first meeting. Which could be over the phone or in person. It could be. Uh, generally, they're uh, over the phone, okay. but we could certainly do it in person. Yeah. Um, we will walk you through the ABCs of Medicare, a lot of what we talked about today. What's yeah. A, B, what's C, what's D. But in preparation for that meeting, what I also share is a spreadsheet. Well, now you can tell them to listen to the podcast. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in, in preparation for that meeting, I, I do an, a, an analysis ahead of time. Um, so that on that spreadsheet, as we're walking through the various components, I also have the monthly and the yearly cost, including out-of-pocket expenses for healthcare and out-of-pocket expenses for prescription drugs. And I might have different scenarios. So I might have A, B, Medigap Core and D. I might have A, B, Medicap Supplement 1A and D. I might have a Medicare Advantage plan. In one quadrant of the spreadsheet, I always have what it is that you're paying now towards your health insurance, because one of our questions is, what are your out-of-pocket expenses now, mm -hmm. in addition to what do you pay towards your premium? For some people, they're happily pleased that maybe they're going to pay less than they're on when they're on Medicare, mm -hmm. and for others, they're shocked because uh -huh. they're going to need to pay much more. Mm -hmm. A lot depends on how much your employer subsidizes your health insurance. Yeah. So at the uh, end of that meeting, you now hopefully have a really good understanding of the components of Medicare. 
I've made a recommendation as to what I think is best for you based on how you answered the questions, but you've got the scenarios in front of you uh, with the cost associated with them, and then you can make a choice. And then from there, um, some clients want to do their own enrollment, so we have sort of standard um, emails that we send you here, mm-hmm. the where you need to go and how yep. you need to answer the questions. Um, for others, they ask us to do the enrollments for them, and mm-hmm. so we do that for them. And then we see them all the way through until they get all their new cards mm-hmm. and uh, give them guidance as to how they now need to communicate with their physicians about the fact that they're mm-hmm. now on Medicare and maybe a supplement plan uh-huh. or a Medicare Advantage plan. Yeah. And then also you need to communicate with your pharmacy that now mm-hmm. you are on Medicare and right. here's your new card. So, and then we're there to troubleshoot if issues arise. And every now and then issues come up, mm-hmm. especially the first of the year. <laughs> yeah. What's your fee structure? Um, we charge by the hour. We mm-hmm. charge people $200 an hour for our services. And we always say we're as efficient as you are. So <laughs> if we have to chase you for your information, uh-huh. it takes more time. Yeah. Everybody's a little different. One of the other questions we ask up front is whether or not you have accessibility to any kind of retiree medical plan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, although question. they're rare these mm-hmm. days, there are still... My um, mother has a great one. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so you're familiar with them. Yeah. Um, some of the large companies still have... Um, they've morphed in terms of the way that they deliver them to uh, retirees, but um, that's a really important question up front because that's put in the mix yeah. of whether or not that's a good opportunity for you because none of them are free. Mm-hmm. They all still have costs associated with them and they're all structured differently. So a retiree medical plan could have the option of say a supplement and a Part D plan because almost all of them require you to enroll in A and B always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then others, um, might you might have to choose a Medicare Advantage plan. That might not be desirable for mm-hmm. you. So that might be another subset of our spreadsheets is yeah. looking at the retiree wow. medical plan and how um, that might play out for you. Some of them are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially for people who, um, who have high uh, prescription drug costs because the the prescription drug component of some of the retiree uh, medical plans work a little bit differently. Uh-huh. So are some insurance companies better to work with than others? Does that play into your recommendations or it all is it all based on cost? So I would say um, of the Medicare um, supplement plans, of those 10 companies that are out there, um, I'd say from a customer service standpoint, I really haven't seen major differences. They pay after Medicare. It's not all that hard. What um, tells them whether or not to pay is if Medicare paid first. So if it's eligible for a Medicare payment, it's eligible for a supplement payment. Mm-hmm. So you're not um, you're not fighting that fight okay, like good. you might in other circumstances. Um, so I would say they're all you know the same in terms of customer service and you know online uh, the ability to enroll online. The difference though is the cost. It's kind of interesting because uh, again they're the same exact product. Right. But we have some carriers here in Massachusetts uh, where you're about you know twenty dollars a month less for the mm-hmm. premium. And so I'd rather see you go out and have a little lunch or yeah. something. And so I tend to, you know, I just point that out. Some some people have um, allegiances to certain mm-hmm. companies. They say, well, yeah. I've always been with X. I want yeah. to stay with X. Yeah. Um, and so um, so we, we take a look at that. Um, in terms of the Medicare Advantage plan, I mean, you know, it varies 
by state. Mm-hmm. We're we're very fortunate, I would say, here in Massachusetts, in that we've got some excellent um, insurance companies that you know have um, you know have a pretty good customer service yeah. ratings. But they are all rated uh-huh. on the Medicare website, as are all the Medicare Part D prescription uh-huh. drug plans. And so, so, that's, so that's you so know, that's consumer rating exactly. Uh-huh, so they're okay. rated by stars, just, just like Yelp. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit different. There's, <laughs> there's certain criteria, um, and so for some people, um, they might say, you know, I, I want to be sure I have a you know four star rated mm-hmm. plan. Most people are motivated by cost, uh-huh. you know. Um, and but what's interesting about the Part D plans, and again, the analysis is so important because people will say, well. I'm going to go to, you know, um, I'll just use a, a company name. I'm going to go to Blue Cross for my Medigap plan. Why don't I just choose a Blue Cross um, a Part D plan? Right. Um, you could conceivably just, and, and they're kind of pricey, actually, um, and you could say, oh, I'm paying more. I'm going to have a great plan. It doesn't work that way mm-hmm. because that Blue Cross plan could not potentially not even cover your drugs. Oh, so, so you could have huge still additional do the costs. Algorithm. You have yeah. to do the algorithm. You have yeah. to do the analysis. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, there are people to help with the analysis. So there are counselors that have been trained. They're called Shine counselors. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been trained to use those algorithms. And so have some of the, you know, the, the um, prescription drug, excuse me, the uh, pharmacies um, sometimes will do an analysis for people mm-hmm. to say, um, let's put your drugs in and let's see what the analysis shows mm-hmm. us. And you might um, want to change plans. So um, it's kind of overwhelming for your yeah average consumer to do all this. How do you get a SHINE counselor? Um, Generally through your Council on Aging Mm -hmm. or your senior center. That's usually where they're located. I understand that they're incredibly busy, Uh Um, but they have been trained to use the the algorithms. They, They have helped people to make selections about Medicare Advantage plans as well. All they're doing is putting the data in uh, for the prescription drugs. And again, they get sorted. Um, they don't take into consideration your health status. They're not trained to do that, yeah. you know, but, but there are, there is some assistance out there. So that, so what are the differences between what you offer and what you would get for free from a shine counselor? Um, well, I think the years of experience as a, as a clinical person mm-hmm. um, who can appreciate what your health status is and how you're going to use this insurance going forward. Um, and I, I act as a futurist in many <laughs> respects to say, um, you know, yes, if you just look at the algorithm, it might be telling you X, but you told me that you're going to spend three months of the year in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So this isn't going to work for right. you. Um, or so. you told me that you're having that hip replacement. So let's talk about that hospitalization that you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, you know, we're just a much more customized approach and um, we look at you as an individual. You're going to ask those extra questions. Lots of extra yeah. questions. Yes. So you mentioned spending three months of the year in Arizona, but what if you're spending three months of the year in Mexico? Yes. So if you're spending three months of the year or, in Mexico, or just going on a tr- foreign trip, yeah. how does that work? So um, Medicare, um, so if you have a Medicare Advantage plan, you know, they might pay for, um, if if you're in a foreign country, you know, they might pay for some emergency care, but nothing beyond that. Um, The Medicare uh, supplement plans actually do pay for some health care costs if you're um, uh, out of the country. Mm -hmm. So um, we do ask that question as well. But Medicare does not. Medicare does not. Okay. Even in an emergency. Right. So you need to have some ins- some out of the country insurance if you're going to travel. Well, it, it'll. Pay, I'm sorry. Let me just say that um, traditional Medicare, if you had an emergency, uh, might pay for some of that cost. Mm-hmm. Medicare Advantage plan might pay for some of that cost. Again, just really the emergency care. Okay. Um, and then beyond that, um, they're not going to pay anything. The supplement plans will pay 
for um, uh, for some of much more of, mm-hmm. of healthcare if you are out of the country. But I I do highly suggest if people are traveling for uh, long periods of time, they might want to look at travel insurance, travel mm-hmm. health insurance. Yeah. You know, just um, especially for um, repatriation and, and things like that. I think some credit cards, some of those fancier credit cards, already provide that. They may. And um, and of course, healthcare is cheaper everywhere else. So. Your out-of-pocket cost might not be as great as it would be here. Yeah, you know, that's absolutely true. I hear yeah. people say that all the yeah. time. You know, yeah. I went to the health services center in Great Britain, and, you know, I didn't have to pay anything <laughs> right. or whatever. Um, I always worry about the, the hospitalizations, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's another whole – that's the other whole side of my business about managing people's health <laughs> Right, right, <laughs> right. Good. Well, Diane, thank you very much. This has been very helpful to me, and I hope to our listeners, and, uh, and it's um, – Good timing for me in terms of, uh, as I said, I, I'm going to have to deal with this within the year. Yes, you are. Um, Diane, you told us about your services, um, which is great. Uh, but if someone wants to avail themselves of them, how do they find you? Sure. So we we have a website. So the name of our company is called Health Assist. And our um, our website is healthassistcorpcorp.com. Um, and you can just call me also at 978-526-0012. That was fast. Say it again. 978 <laughs> Um, usually when people call, we have an initial conversation where they tell me their story about what they're facing, um, and it's a good time to see if we're a good match for them and if we can help them. Very good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Ask Harry podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends and colleagues. If you have questions about estate planning, you can find answers at askharry.info. And if you don't find your answer there, you can post a question and I will respond to it. You can also subscribe and listen to future episodes on iTunes. If you're interested in Harry's book, Get Your Ducks in a Row, The Baby Boomer's Guide to Estate Planning, please visit margolis.com. That's M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S.com. Ask Harry is a production of pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network.